Hello and welcome. I am your host, Michael Sherlock. Shocking, isn't it? I develop leaders and sales professionals all across the globe. I help them to tap into and achieve their true potential every day. I'm a business writer, speaker, and now host for this podcast, Shock Your Potential. Come on and join me. Let's learn and laugh together. Thank you and welcome to another episode of Shock Your Potential, the business podcast where we focus on excellence in leadership, sales, and the customer experience. Today, I've got a unique guest. I know I say that all the time. That's probably because they're all unique in their own way. This is a person I've known when we've gone back many, many years. In fact, I will have to say many decades, as a few of my guests have. And his name is Frank Swoboda, and he runs a company called Corner Booth Media. And I want to not only be able to highlight some of the amazing things that his company does and his focus on telling stories, as it were, but I also can't wait to introduce you to him. So first of all, Frank, I want to uh, welcome you to my podcast, and it's very nice to have you. And I'll have to admit, you know, just as we get started, that this podcast was really your idea to begin with. So I have you to thank for my journey. Michael, this is really fun. I can't wait to, to chat with you, especially considering this was my idea. You started telling me all the stuff that you were excited about, and what you were a part of, and we helped do a video series for you. And I was like, you should do a podcast. But I act like I know what I'm talking about. That's just because Tyler, one of my producers, is the one who said, she should do a podcast. So I completely stole it, you know, which is most of what I do. It was totally Tyler's idea. Yeah, so I've got to give Tyler Tupper full-on credit. He is Mr. Podcast. He listens to, like, every one of them. And, you know, I listen to, like, you know, I do a pretty mean Ira Glass, This American Life um, impersonation. But other than that... I really don't listen to it that much, so this is fun. Well, you know what, Frank? It's uh, it's kind of challenging to even think of that video because you know how much we love to uh, watch ourselves, and and I, I haven't had the chance to get through the entire video yet, but it's a process. <laughs> you are so good. You're so good in that. You really should watch it. It's we were. I was. My wife came with me. She's like, "Who's this lady? What's going on? You knew her in high school. What's going on?" And and she was enthralled by the whole thing, and she's still. You know, once in a while, we'll say, well, tell me more. And I'm like, oh, my God, Michael, you've got you've got her hooked. So that's great. It's, it, I know. I love it, too. It's great. So, Frank, I obviously know what you do, but tell my listeners a little bit about, you know, what you do day to day. What What is your job? What does Frank Swoboda do for a living? Sure. I, um, I tell when people ask me what I do, I just tell them I'm a professional storyteller because I can't think, think of any other way to sort of describe what what I do because um, our motto as a company at Corner Booth Media is whoever tells their story best wins. And that's kind of been the truth in, in, in all the, you know, I think this is, I'm entering almost my 30th year of telling stories or helping to tell stories for all kinds of brands, big and small, uh, mostly in the Pacific Northwest, in the, uh, the Western United States, and in Colorado. We have a, like eight clients in Colorado. We service, you know, dozens and dozens here in the Pacific Northwest, Montana. We have clients in California as well. So it's a pretty West Coast-based operation. But we had the opportunity to travel really literally all over the world and film all over the world in China and Greece and Europe and most of the states. I just got back from filming for three weeks in uh, Alaska, which was phenomenal. 
I absolutely love Alaska. I've been fortunate to have traveled there several times. Not exactly so much fun when it's, uh, you know, 42 below, but it is a beautiful place. Yeah, one of the coolest experiences I've had was getting to film there 19 straight days in southeast Alaska, which is just a, an amazing place. So I've had, I've had a chance to see the world, and I've also had the chance to interview a lot of people. So a big part of what I do in my job as sort of creative director and president of Corner Booth Media is we help brands figure out what their story is and, and how they should tell it best. And typically, and a lot of, a lot of times that's done through talking to the people that they help, you know, their customers or the people that work for them or, and, and usually that, you know, that's done in, sometimes we interview them and sit them down and talk, have them talk. And that's a whole kind of process of how we, you know, get people comfortable and how, you know, it's very similar to what you're doing here with me right now, trying, you know, having a conversation that we always want to be incredibly genuine and authentic because it's just been my belief from the first time I started doing this back in the early nineties to today, it hasn't changed at all that, you know, if you tell the truth, that's really what wins, despite this world, this, this era of fake news and all this stuff that's going on. It is challenging today. We're talking about truth in media and fake news, and um, I think it's important that we have the integrity to tell truths and tell a true story. But in our gut, we, we do know whether something's honest or not, and I think that's you know, anymore, I always tell people I don't really do marketing or advertising. We just find stories that are truthful and inspiring and, and make people want to watch them. Well, Frank, I know that you've had a big award recently. Um, tell us a little bit about that. So we were really honored last year by Inc. Magazine. Uh, we were picked as one of the top five regional. We, we had a project for a, a, a big credit union that we work with here in Washington State, uh, STCU. We've been working with them. I've been working with them almost 17 consecutive years now. And we, we were honored with the best local regional advertising campaign in America by Inc. Um, out of the blue about this time last year. Last December, they called and said, hey, we, we think you guys are the best uh, one of the top five anyway, each, each under a category and, you know, some of them were comedy or, you know, whatever. And our, our category, which I was most proud of was community. I love it. So that was really what they honored us with, with the series of, of stories that we had done for SCCU, this amazing credit union that services of, you know, one in every four people who live in this entire inland Northwest region here, which is basically, you know, the, the north part of Idaho, on the eastern part of Washington State, around the Spokane, Washington area. One in every four people is an SDCU member, which just blows me away when I think about, you know, 600,000 people living here. It's amazing that we've been able to kind of grow that brand to where it is today. Well, Frank, what is it about, you know, the STCU campaign? You know, what is it about those stories that put you on the radar of Inc. Magazine? The reason that they picked it was because the stories were not about STCU. They were about, about people who are members of, the, of them doing good things. Um, and we've, they've had the opportunity to sort of highlight amazing areas where they could help, like communities they could help. And one of those areas, which you may remember, Michael, and know is an area in Spokane, uh, which is one of the most uh, historic, actually historic districts in the United States, one of the largest historic districts in terms of old historic homes that are, you know, turn of the century home, about 100, 100 plus year homes. But it's, a, it's always been a downtrodden area. It's, it's the west central part of Spokane, Washington, which is um, not far from downtown, an amazing, beautiful place, but always been known as we were kids as felony flats. Oh, yes. Felony flats. Well, got a bad reputation, but 
in our day, it was often deserved. You know, you know what I'm talking about, right? There's that, that area where like you kind of don't go. And, and so there's been a re- an emergence there of a really cool, amazing kind of development that's gone on the, on the Spokane River the, to overlook that. It's become shop, it's brought shopping and, and, and incredible housing. And it's sort of, you know, grown this, this area into a really, really dynamic place. So we featured that kind of the seeds of that happening a year and a half, maybe two years ago, two or three years ago. And we, you know, we called the whole campaign here for good. You know, Frank, that's, that's amazing to be able to see the progression of a neighborhood, but also to be able to, to tell a story that's about the positive and, and really see the change happening. It's been incredibly powerful because it's not about, it's kind of right in the wheelhouse of what you're talking about, you know, the, the good news of what's going on. And we just featured people who lived in that area doing good things and we kind of highlighted them with seeds of change and and when we were filming it i remember people kind of going what are you you know what are you doing here are you taking advantage of us are you gonna tell you're gonna just make fun of us and i said no i love this place and i you have to trust us here but i can't promise a lot of things but my personal goal is that in a year people in this town that have always called this felony flats will call it west central and frank that's a that's a really powerful message to think about changing how a place has been viewed and how it's been described to be able to have it tell a different story. And that is exactly what's happened two and a half years later, the power of telling a powerful story and having that be seen and embraced and, you know, kind of everywhere for people to see. So in my mind, that's economic development is actually the telling of the story of a place where good things are happening so more of them happen. That's exactly what SDC was done with the campaigns that we create every year. They have they have shared great stories that have turned into and highlighted an area and turned it around. So, you know, Frank, tell me about, you know, one of the businesses you highlighted. You know, what kind of stories did you hear and tell? I haven't been there to watch the commercials, so I don't know anymore, uh, living 3,000 miles away. But, you know, tell me who really touched you. One of the ones that's my favorite is a, is a guy named Chris Banker who owns a little barber shop, and he used to be in the Garland District, which is a really cool little district on the north side of town, and and just this awesome little barber shop. Everybody's tattooed. They got cool signs in there. You can go in and get a beer when you get your haircut. It's like guys only cave, you know. It's the coolest place ever. It was called Porter's Barbershop. Porter's is still there. Well, we we walked in to film there. I was like. You could walk in and, you know, there were four guys standing there ready to give me a haircut. You know, it's like, hey, can we help you? Because they weren't busy, right? This campaign hit and launched. And within, I would say, two months, you couldn't get a haircut. I, I'd go get my haircut there. And I'd call and say, hey, Craig, can I, can I get in next week? He's like, no. <laughs> what? Yeah. That's a great story, Frank. I love it. It's, it's truly a win-win. Yeah. And this thing, this campaign ran only a year, Okay. But it's still running in, in the minds of people who know that barbershop and know Chris. They still remember it. They still still had impact. Fast forward to today, he left that barbershop. They grew from three chairs to five. He leaves there, starts his own down on Monroe Street, just a little bit below that in a kind of an area that needs to be you know improved and, and needs a business that's going to grow. That He now has eight barbers who work for him in this really cool place. And it is, that is economic development. There's no, he'll tell you today, there's no way I can do, I've been able to do this today without the exposure that I had from that credit union, just, you know, sharing my story. And did they win? Absolutely. They won, you know, they won because people joined them and loved them and said, I want to be like this cool tattooed barber named Chris, but 
but also, right, Chris won and the neighborhood won. And now it's a, you know, now there's two stable businesses in that north part of town that could use it. So I, I think people don't, you know, I always tell people if you, if I had a perfect job, which I kind of do anyway, I think I have the best job in the world. It, it's that, that I would, you know, if I were a business that really wanted to support and give back, I would hire a company like us or just, just someday maybe all we'll do, right, is tell the story of key businesses and areas that need to be, that are awesome, that need to grow. And I just think it's a, it's a, I've seen it time and time again, it's the power of that. So that's, that's a big part of what we do. So Frank, I know how you helped me to build, you know, some of my videos for my speaking business, which I love, but tell me a little bit about, you know, how do you help them? How do you help these businesses tell their story? You know, how, what is that role? What does that look like? That's, that's a big part of what we do. And we help clients um, through the whole process. So a big part of, of what we do is a strategic planning process that we do with all our clients at the very beginning, which no matter what you're going to do today in this crazy world of, of online versus traditional media, you know, when I call traditional media, it's like, this is TV, radio, billboards, bus boards, you know, all the stuff that we kind of grew up on. <laughs> and then there's this whole new world of Facebook advertising and in, in, Instagram advertising and YouTube and, and, and Google AdWords and just how do I reach out and find people, pre-roll ads that run and stuff. It's a totally different world. I feel in my bones, having done this for almost 30 years and, and help, helping clients kind of all over the place, I felt in my bones the day it shifted from traditional media being the king to online media taking its place about a year ago, a year and a half ago. How did how did that impact? You know, how did you transition? How did you transition your business not only for yourself but but for your clients to make the shift? We transitioned as a company. We've always been pretty flexible and small enough to kind of do this, but we're always going to tell stories. How we tell them is really different, mostly through video because it's the most powerful medium. Period. That you can, you know, just it just is. But the way we've been able to do it is we've always believed that that if you can tell the stories and, and reach directly to the people who want to hear it, it's going to work. And and with the advent of, of the ability for us to, with the help of Google and YouTube, honestly, and I mean Google, Google and Facebook, so Google owns YouTube, right? And and Facebook owns Instagram. <laughs> so with those two, we work every day finding you if we want to serve an ad to you. Well, that's the real challenge then, isn't it? It's our job to help create a, the right story so that you actually pay attention to it, watch it, watch it more than three seconds, maybe even click on the post and, and, and engage and take you to the next step, whether that's I want to donate to this cause or I want to learn more about this business or I want to click now to buy, whatever, they, whatever that is, we help our clients through the whole process of figuring out not only um, what are my business goals and how do I reach that, to who are the audiences I really got to talk to. And then the best part of that for, for us is what are the stories you wish that your clients, that, that the region, your clients, the audiences you're trying to reach knew about you they don't know. I have never talked to a CEO or anybody in a C-suite position, right, That's that, it, that has never, that doesn't every day think about, God dang it, if people just knew this about us, it would change the dynamic. So, you know, these stories are unique to the businesses, you know, but how do you, you know, how do you help them to figure out what that message is or how to share that message the right way? Right. Identifying what those are, I think is a really great 
process for anybody to go through just to figure out what are the stories we wish people knew. And then once we've identified those, we kind of do a top five. We're like, okay, this is the top five goals, top five audiences we're going to reach in the top five or 10. Usually more stories that we want to get because in our world now, we're creating a playlist of stories. We're like, hey, if I could, if I had this playlist of stories and everybody could see them, maybe they're under a minute long and I can share them out to this audience I'm trying to reach, right? This is women 35 plus, whatever, who have these interests. I can have them pay attention to this story because I'll share another one after they've seen the first one. The key is really now where you have the ability to share little stories and take people down a trail. We've been able to do that with SDCU for 17 years at Credit Union because we've been able to, you know, dominate pretty big media in the market and and share these stories so that they unfold. So tell me more about that, Frank. You know, what does that mean that these stories unfold? First, you learn about Chris the Barber, and then you learn about the motorcycle loan he got because and what motorcycles mean to him. Then you learn about, you know, whatever the next story is. That's what, what I think we do best is help manage a story over a year because I think you can't just make content now. Oh, we made a corporate video. Great. What are you going to do with that? Like, oh, that was awesome for two weeks. Maybe it lives on our website. Maybe somebody watches it and sees it, right? But did it really have any impact? Yeah, I, I get it. I, I hear what you're saying. If we could show one chapter of a story and then follow it up in a month, three weeks, a month later with another chapter that we know will get served to the people who are interested in it because we have the data to show us, then that's, that is the power of what this, this new online media can do. And it is so fun for me as a creative director and, and my team here to, to manage that. A year ago today, we, were, we, we, we managed one client through this entire process where we call it sort of bundling all these services where we do strategic work, we create video content for them, we place online media, we write the ads, we manage that whole thing, and we provide analytic data back every month to a client to say, look who you reached and look what they thought of this. And that whole process, we've been man- we have, we've managed that for one client a year ago today. Today, we're doing that for 13 clients. So you have a number of new clients trying this and working with this. Uh, you know, where are they? Do you, are they all in your backyard? Are they, you know, spread out? You know, where, where do these people live and do their business? You know, we're not in huge markets here. Some of them are small. Some of them are big. Um, you know, we work for FICO scores in San Francisco and we'll work for, you know, a little, um, you know, doctor that has, that does vein surgery <laughs> in, in Missoula, Montana, you know? So it's like, just depends or, or Steamboat, Colorado. We do, a, we have a lot of clients in Steamboat that we help. Um, and it's every one of them is just as cool and just as important and just as interesting because of who you're trying to reach and how you're trying to tell the story. So that's, I think that's the, the number one thing that we do. So obviously, Frank, uh, social media is is a part of everything we do now. And, and there's so many different uh, genres. I'm learning. I, I've said this a hundred times that uh, people, my son makes fun of me that I never sent a tweet before, you know, a year ago. And now he tells me tweeting is, uh, is totally passe. But, you know, talk to me about the power of social media and, you know, what is the power of these, you know, how we use these mediums today? I think it's really important too for people to realize just the power right now, especially of Facebook, and I would say YouTube as well, depending on who you are. So I, I, we break this down into, you know, we're going to talk no matter what when you talk about audiences. We're going to talk to either a baby boomer, most likely a baby boomer, a Gen Xer, 
right? Which is where I stand, not you. But, you know, when you look at the three generations, we all get content completely differently. The, the fastest growing population on Facebook right now is 55 plus. Absolutely where they live. That is a big market to reach, right? For lots of different audiences. They are still a very, very powerful, I mean, they're probably the most powerful consumer, the most powerful, you know, donor, they're the most powerful, whatever, that baby boomer audience is really, really powerful. And we find them, and I can give you some amazing examples of how we have reached them directly in droves and found their tribes through Facebook. Well, so tell me then, Frank, what do, what do we know? What do we know about uh, the demographics of these, you know, people that are using Facebook that are driving so much of our, of our economy right now? Okay. So 76%, and these are, these are tw- end of 2015 data, right? So I got, it's probably, I know it's higher than this, or, or it's 2016 data. I know this is higher than this. Okay. It's about a year ago data. 76% of all women in the United States and 66% of all men in the United States use Facebook every day, twice a day for 20 minutes each time. So 40 minutes a day, you and I, right, are on Facebook. And I tell people now, you know, when you and I were kids, right, we would watch MASH, you know, or Friends or Cheers, and we would see the show and we would go to work or school and we would go, hey, did you see that show last night? You know, everybody go, yeah, of course I saw it. That was awesome, blah, blah, blah. Right. We don't do that anymore. Like that, that, that is gone. Maybe we talk about Stranger Things right now because I have kids. Well, my teenagers are freaking into this. My wife, I mean, the audience for that is they think it's for them. It's really my wife who's 41. She is the audience for Stranger Things. Don't let anybody fool you. But, but right, our whole family's in rapture. Other than that, there's no common – we don't gather in front of content anymore and watch it. You may be wondering why this seems to end just abruptly. But Frank and I had a discussion that was so rich in material and dialogue that I want to share it with you over a couple of episodes. So join us again when we continue the dialogue about how Frank Swoboda, Corner Booth Media, and his clients tell stories that make a difference. Thank you for joining me on another episode of Shock Your Potential. Learn more today about my book, Tell Me More, and about me at shockyourpotential.com and shockyourpotentialpodcast.com. Make it a great day.